y'all. We are back for another episode of the Triple T Tissel Town. The T of the Tissel Town. Another know. pandemic episode. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be able to Maybe. <laughs> go back to the stew, you know. know. Miss the good old stew. Yeah. Um, but you know, let's we'll just wait it out like the rest of you fine folks. Mm-hmm. Except for Florida. Florida is reopening because they don't care. <laughs> so is Georgia. Yeah, Georgia so, opened since last week. They're like, anyways, I'm off the chain, wow. <laughs> but I'm gonna let them go ahead and do what they do. I'm gonna pray for them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <laughs> another quarantine episode. And for this episode, by the time you guys hear this, it will be Mother's Day coming up. Yeah. Um. So we just wanted to do a little something, something to kind of highlight some uh motherly type figures that we love in uh the industry um and just do it a little table read we haven't done one of those in a while so yeah just you know highlight um some of the moms that we love some of the mom roles that we've loved and uh yeah read those things out loud yeah um and these are some just some of the things that we like it's not yeah. a comprehensive list of the mother roles um just some yeah. of the scenes that we've enjoyed so for sure yeah so we like after in researching all the mother roles like we learned like there are not a lot of scripts with especially with like black and brown mm. <laughs> um, girl we're like where are yeah. the scripts that highlight like these movies and these shows like it's super it was super hard to find but we were mm. able to find them so um at least the characters some of the characters that we want to highlight in terms of the mother roles so yeah that was yeah, oh, it was tough. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, they don't want us to make black stuff no more. That's why they're doing it. Right. Message. <laughs> y'all better stay woke out here. Okay. But, um, <laughs> Not stop. Can't stop. But we, we found what we could. So I'll go ahead and start with one of the scenes that I chose is from the Carmichael show. If you guys didn't know this show, I believe it came on NBC and it was like a show ba- loosely based on Gerard Carmichael's family. Yep. Um, and it's canceled now. You can probably watch it on Hulu or one of them little streaming things. Mm-hmm. But it was a really good show. And um, what I liked about the show was that it kind of showed an educated, intellectual, millennial Black man and also his girlfriend. She was like a therapist in training or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows that, you know, a lot of like millennial educated Black people that we have now, like you have families who... They just kind of don't get the stuff that you're into now. If you don't come from, if you kind of surpass the world that they're in, they just don't kind of get it, you know? And, but you can still, they're still your family. You're still going to love them and you're still going to just try to um, exist with them and teach them whatever they want to know. Cause sometimes they'd be stubborn, but Mm -hmm. um, that's what I kind of liked about the show is that it kind of showed that relationship between, you know, the parents, the old school parents and new school um children who are just trying to be ambitious trying to get it out here but you um still want to respect and love your parents even though you know y'all may not like the same things anymore so that's kind of what i liked about the show that's dope and um david alan greer played his dad and miss loretta devine played cynthia his mama she is like she is the goat i would say one of the goats they were, yeah, they were dynamic was hilarious actually yes like i d- had never seen them together in something 
pardon me if they had been in something before, but I had never seen them together in something. So it was exciting to see them. They're like comedic geniuses together um, and apart and individually. But um, I just wanted to do a little scene with Loretta just because I love her. And like, she is like the black mama, one of the black mamas. Okay. So um, shout out to her. So we're going to do a little scene from that. And uh, let's get right into it. Okay. So interior Joe and Cynthia's kitchen. Joe is Gerard's Carmichael's dad and Cynthia Mm -hmm. is Laura Devine, the mom. Mm -hmm. Kitchen day. Gerard or Gerard? How do you say his boy name? Gerard. Gerard Gerard walks into. How do you say his boy name? (laughs) Gerard. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, how do you sound like somebody's auntie? Gerard walks into the kitchen. Cynthia is reading a Joyce Meyer. Oh my God, Bible-based self-help book. Lord help her. (laughs) Hey, mom. Hello. There are six knife blocks on the kitchen counter. Uh, mom, you guys didn't buy knives from Rel, did you? Rail is the brother who's like the fuck up of the family. Mm-hmm. We all know a rail. We just want to support him. You know that support is what makes him dumb. You're a smart one. You're in business school. He's the dumb, likable one. Everybody has a role to play. I'm not likable. You got everything okay. Let the boy have his knives. Beat. Is there something else? Nope. Peace. Gerard starts to leave. Interior, Joe and Cynthia's house. I'm guessing day. Gerard walks through the living room. Why would you go back into the house if you knew there was a ghost in there? People on TV are stupid. Just like Black Daddy. Gerard leaves. Exterior, Joe and Cynthia's house. Day. Gerard is leaving. He waits. He turns back around and rings the doorbell. Joe answers. You can't stay away from us, can you? Did you finish all the salami already? Joe looks at the empty bag. Well, looky there. I guess I have. Are you aware of anything about your person? First, it's a surprise to you that you're in an Obama t-shirt. Joe looks down at his Obama t-shirt. Well, looky here. (laughs) Gerard stares at Joe. Gerard and Joe walk in. Interior Joe and Cynthia's house. Day, Gerard and Joe walk into the house. We got to talk about something. Are you about to come out of the closet? Is that's what's happening here? No, dad. You know, Marvin? Yeah, he gay. <laughs> All right. Good. Good dad joke. I know. I know. I got to write that one down. Oh, my God. Cynthia walks in. Mom, dad, I have something big I need to tell you both. Cynthia grabs her Bible. Oh, boy, here goes. Dear Heavenly Father. No, Mama. Shut up. We're praying right now. Before you pray, let me just get it out. The prayer has already started, and it's bad luck to interrupt mid-prayer. Is that in the Bible, or you winging it? I'm so scared to tell you this, but here we go. Maxine and I are moving in together. B. Oh. That's it? Yeah, I guess it's it. Well, why were you scared to tell us? Because telling you makes it real. You know why people don't walk away from each other at the altar? Because their parents are there. What's the problem between you and Miss Thang? There's no problem. (laughs) Stop calling her that. Maxine is amazing. It's just I'm terrified to move in with her. It's a big step. 
it's good you told us that. And now that you've gotten that off your chest, never ever mention that to Maxine ever. What? Really? Your father's right. You tell her you're scared. Maybe she thinks. I want a real man, one who isn't afraid to make a firm commitment, not one who just sits around gaining weight and causing your health insurance premium to go up and strikes up with you and you never find someone as amazing as she is. Or maybe she's fine. Mom, what was that? Or are you telling her you're scared and maybe she thinks Gerard's not scared. It's just that he's got something on the side. and Maybe you, <laughs> you got something on the side. Maybe that was just a brief moment of weakness because by a lifetime of uh-uh. women kicking away at your self-esteem, but you all got to stay together for the kids. Maybe she's fine. I don't know. So you're telling me <laughs> I can just move in with Maxine and never express to her my honest reservations? Yes. Change the subject. Maybe give her a gift. Mm-hmm. Your father likes to rap when he don't want to talk about something. When you go to, uh, when you want to go to Atlantic City with the boys, I just start rapping and drown out her noise. Ha, 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 ha. Deflect, deflect, deflect. So is that how you all handled problems or fears between you two? You just ignored them? Son, we've been married for over 35 years. Yes. Honey, marriage is a castle built on avoidance, surrounded by a moat of blissful ignorance. Because the truth is a cold bastard. You and Maxine will see. That was beautiful, dear. Especially coming from the most beautiful woman I have ever seen. And you're the most handsome man I've ever met. You're just lying right now. Fine. Besides Denzel. And (laughs) see. That was that was hilarious, and that was really funny when they did it too. They they got him all the way together, but yeah. So uh, that's Miss Laura Divine just being a mama, being okay. the black mama. But what I liked about this one, she was like a keeping it real type of black mom because you know sometimes they try to portray the black mom as like this very like saint like yeah she'll make no mistakes type of mama. But this mm-hmm. this role I liked about it is that she was keeping it all the way real with him, child. She like look. We just be lying. <laughs> and we just avoid, okay? And that's how I stay with him up because it's getting my nerves. Yeah. But I ain't going to never tell him. But yeah. that's kind of, um, and it's sad because that's kind of how a lot of like older uh, black couples be. Yeah. And I like how they kind of hit that on the head. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good well, scene. That was a good scene. I also like the fact that she does not, like, you know, those mamas who can't see anything wrong, especially with their boys or whatever. Mm, yes. <laughs> She's like, no, nah, like maybe Maxine will see, you know, that you're just running up her, you know, credit or whatever. You remember what she said? She was mm-hmm. like, maybe she'll see that you're not that great. So maybe yeah. you should tell her that you were afraid to move in with her. Yep. <laughs> just like, damn. <laughs> like, hey, you better let them know. Okay. That's good, too. That's good, yeah. too. Yeah. So, yeah. Great scene. You guys should watch the show, Carmichael's show on uh, Hulu. Give it a little whirl. It's it's a great show, guys. Yeah, it was really good. All right. So, moving right along, the next scene that we have is from Master of None from one mm-hmm. of my favorite, favorite, favorite episodes of television ever. It's a parents' oh. episode from season one. I think mm-hmm. season one. Season one episode yeah, two. Yeah, season one. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure this was nominated for something. Had like to, yeah. Emmy award winning. Let's just say award winning. It's an okay. award winning show. Period. So yes. Yeah. 
So period, point blank, um, pretty sure this is a war-winning episode, basically talking about um, Dev, who is a season Sorry's character, and his friend Brian. They both have immigrant parents, and it's mm-hmm. kind of just highlighting um, immigrant parents and how we should appreciate them and show more gratitude towards the sacrifices that they made mm-hmm. in order to come here to the States and to provide a better life for their children. Right. So that's why I really like this episode and it's very fitting for our Mother's Day episode. And yeah. we're just going to do the scene from when um, Deb and Brian took their parents out to a dinner so their parents could meet and they got to know a little bit more about their parents because the joke is that a lot of immigrant parents are very cold with their children or they're very like non-emotional yeah and sometimes that can be the case but um sometimes you gotta dig a little deeper and just ask them questions get curious about their lives before they got over here and um that's what Deb and Brian did with their parents in this episode and in this scene and that's why I really liked it so um very heartwarming episode very important episode for um anybody it doesn't have to be just immigrant parents but anybody with parents that have gone through some shit okay, to get y'all vices, man. Yes, to get y'all in a better place. So, mm-hmm. um, shout out to this episode. We're mm-hmm. gonna start um, interior Shunli Palace later. Some dishes are on the table. Fatima is um, what's she doing? Fatima is eating a plate of plain rice. Dev, did you bring those photos from your trip to New Zealand? No, I forgot. I'm sorry. He always takes so many photos with his camera, and then we never get to see them. I took a bunch of photos on the iPad. No, you just took a long video. (laughs) Hey, that's the whole trip, man. You see me? Ma, (laughs) Ma, why are you just eating white rice? I'll eat whatever I want to eat. Do I tell you what to eat? I don't even like Chinese food. Why didn't you say something? We didn't have to come here. We could have gone somewhere else. She continues picking at her plate. This place is great. We came here once a long time ago. Your mom didn't eat though. Yeah, because she doesn't like Chinese food. I like it though. Chinese food is very good. An awkward beat. Um, another reason we wanted to take you guys out to dinner was to learn more about you and how you got here. Dad, do you have anything you'd like to share? <laughs> I cannot think of anything, no to <laughs> Come on, there's got to be something. What did you do when you were growing up in Taiwan? I worked very hard. Anything particularly interesting happen? A long silence, no. Well, what about you guys? Uh, Would you guys, what would you guys do when you were our age here in New York? I just work and took care of you and your father. What about for fun? Pada. We don't do anything for fun. You realize fun is a new thing, right? Fun is a luxury that only your generation really has. We worried about food and having a roof on our head. We didn't worry about having fun and getting drunk every night. All right. Well, what about when you were kids? What would you do for fun then? Flashback, Ramesh's life, exterior market, India, 1950s day. Child Ramesh and his dad walk by vendors selling various secondhand items. The vendor is strumming a guitar and selling some as well. Ramesh's eyes light up. 
Ramesh runs up and picks up a guitar. Daddy, look at this guitar. Can we buy it? Put that down. Do you want a beating? We don't have time for that. Ramesh puts the guitar back down. Ramesh and his dad leave. Ramesh looks longingly back at the guitar. Interior, Ramesh's house, U.S., early 1990s day. Ramesh brings home a guitar for child Dev. Hey, man, look, I got you a guitar. Dev is playing video games. He doesn't even look up. Dad, I'm playing my games. <gasps> Ramesh looks disappointed. He sets the guitar down in a corner. In flashback. We would run outside. I don't know. We didn't have toys or anything. It's not like here. When you grow up here, we have to get you all toys. We have to get you soccer team, guitar lessons, Nintendo. I wanted to play guitar. Tata said, no, we don't have time for that nonsense. I just studied. I ran outside, came home, ate some rice, and went to bed. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, well, Ma, what about your first day in New York? That must have been exciting. I don't know. We got here, I got dropped home from the airport, and then your dad went to work. I didn't know anyone. I barely even knew your father. We'd had an arranged marriage, so I knew him for maybe a week at that point. It was hard. I just sat on the couch and waited for him. Did you like read a book or watch TV or something? No, I just sat on the couch and cried. <laughs> wow well that's profoundly sad you asked anything <laughs> else happened that you remembered i was scared to answer the telephone because i had an accent and people would yell at me that they couldn't understand peter perks up at this i was also scared to answer the phone they yell so much what huh i just got to the country why are they so mad that's messed up. Your English is good. Any other stories you remember from when you first got here or your childhood? The waiter drops a plate of chicken and rice. Peter looks at it and thinks of something. Flashback, Peter's life. Exterior, Peter's childhood house, Taiwan, 1950s day. Child Peter chops off the head of a chicken. In flashback. Interior, Shunley Palace. Minutes later, Peter's just finished his story. You ate your pet chicken? Yes. There's a beat of silence. You have any more pet chickens you can kill? I've been waiting here for 45 minutes. Where's my chicken with broccoli, man? <laughs> Everyone, Peter included, laughs. Once, when Brian was younger, we were at a restaurant. They brought out a plate of desserts for us to look at, and Brian grabbed a piece of chocolate cake and put it all over his face. Everyone laughs again. To be clear, I was seven. Ooh, yum. Ramesh lets out a crazy laugh. One time, we took Dev to Pizza Hut, and this girl was bullying him. She pushed him into the ball pit. Daddy, that girl Wendy pushed me. She got held back a grade. That girl was huge. Oh, I remember. She would beat him up all the time. Peter, Ramesh, and Fatima start laughing. This is fun. I'm having fun. Dev and Brian give each other a look. This is going well. In scene. This is great. Man, what a scene. That was such a good ass scene. Yeah. And I love how the parents were so real about their experiences. It was just, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it wasn't no glamorous, like, (laughs) 
right? <laughs> right. She's like, no, I just stayed home and cried. <laughs> just waited and cried. <laughs> she kept it all the way away with him. Daddy said, I, I got home, I studied, I ate rice, and I went to sleep. Okay. <laughs> I was dead. <laughs> Messy, I ate rice and went to bed. <laughs> Ain't no fun. Fun is for y'all young folks. What y'all talking about? Fun. <laughs> Man, that was a great scene. And uh, those, by the way, were Aziz Ansari's real parents, I believe. Right. right? Yes. His real parents. So that's his real mom, his real dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, just great stuff. Great it was stuff. really good. It was. And good. I love, I love the mom in that scene. That's why I chose that scene because she was yeah. just like. She was giving it to him. She's like, yeah. it's not foolishness. Like, yeah. this is what happened. So yeah. she was being very, like, very much a mom in that scene. And I like that scene. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, Parents Season 1, Episode 2. Y'all should definitely watch that. Check it yeah. out. It's on Netflix, Master of None. A hundred percent. All right. So those were Corey's picks. And then we're going to go to my pick. I stuck in the same um, episode. And it's the pilot episode of Queen Sugar. And if y'all nice. don't know what Queen Sugar is. Um, it's written um, and executive produced by Ever DuVernay and executive produced uh, by Oprah on the OWN Network. But you can still see, I'm actually re-watching it. You can see it on Hulu. Um, and I read the script. Like, it's beautifully written. Like, I was talking to a good friend about it um, this morning. And I was just, I, I just read the first, like, line, like, the first, like, paragraph of the, like, description i was just like ava out here just doing spoken word and just making it like i was like why is this so gorgeous <laughs> like what Absolutely. like oh my god this is beautiful um too much i was like damn ava okay well let me you know get in these classes online classes again um <laughs> so yeah so if you don't know um queen sugar it's set in louisiana and it follows um the life of the borderline siblings and they just lost their father and they own their father owns a sugarcane um uh farm and so because of the impetus of his passing the siblings have to come together and see if they want to save the farm or not and there's particular characters um in here um, so the first scene I'm gonna set up, um, so there's a scene where, uh, Ralph Angel, who's played by the fine, fine, fine Kofi, uh, <laughs> I mean, just fine. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Uh, he's fine. Um, I'm sure he's talented too, like acting, but the main thing is <laughs> power is being fine. Now <laughs> he plays, um, Ralph Angel, who is a sibling and he just gets out of jail and he's trying to take care of his son. And his son's name is Blue, who's played by Ethan um, uh, Hodgkinson. So cute. And um, this is right after because Ralph Angel had just stolen something from a corner store. And he's taking mm. him um, home to his father's sister, which is his aunt. And so I chose this because I wanted to pay homage on Mother's Day. Like there's also mother figures who play like really huge roles in our lives. And I think this scene kind of um, does a really good job of like honoring the sort of role that they play sometimes and the significance that they play um, in our lives. So thanks. So I'm gonna go to the script. Oh Lord. Forgive me all. I was at the wrong page. Okay, so part start. Am I? Hold on. 
Let me not tell no lies. <laughs> mm, forgive me, y'all. Bear with me. Okay, good. Yes, I am correct. So we're going to start from um, Exterior Baton Rouge, Louisiana Day. So that's further down in the page for you, Corey. So you see where that is. And I am going to be playing, I'm doing narration. Um, sorry, I'm over the place with this. I'm going to be doing action. Corey's going to be playing Violet, who is the aunt. I'm going to be playing Ralph Angel. And Corey's going to be playing Hollywood, who is the younger uh, boyfriend to Violet. So let's this pop in. Yes. Exterior Baton Rouge, Louisiana day. We watch a slender man with a deep with deep fatigue in his eyes. Ralph Angel, 28, alongside swings from a bottle. Oh, yes, this is it. Sorry. Forgive me. Um, <laughs> bottle of beer. And Corey's going to play blue. So you'll do blue. Um, smoking a cigarette like it's the last he'll ever have. They pull back to find him on a plaza park bench. Uh, a Z a Z Zdeco, excuse me, duo plays nearby. His son, Blue, six, runs over. We want another churro, Pop. Ralph Angel flicks his cigarette, then grabs a churro from the small wax paper bag. He hands it lovingly to the boy. Four for a dollar. You got two more, buddy. Those are yours. You have them, but take it slow, okay? Okay. Now, every time these men finish two songs, you and Zach have a churro. Two songs, Blue. See if you can be disciplined. Remember, we talking about discipline. Don't move. Blue nods to his father and to Zach, his Power Ranger. How many songs? Two songs. Two songs and churros. Ralph Angel eyes a liquor store on the far end of the square. He kisses Blue on the forehead. The boy holds up Zach for a kiss, too, and the young father obliges with tenderness. Then Ralph Angel rises and crosses the plaza. Body language casual, eyes anxious. Just before he enters the sliding doors of the store, he discreetly pats his hip to make sure the gun is right where it should be. Interior Smart Mart liquor store moments later. Ralph Angel surveys the convenience store. Besides the bored young woman cashier behind the counter, the place is empty. The cashier never looks up for her magazine as he walks to the back of the store and grabs one soda can. With his eyes trained over her, he turns back up the aisle towards the register, plucking items off the shelf and drop them into his sweatpants. With a tinge of regret on his face as he goes, there's nothing petty to him about this crime. At the counter, Ralph Angel holds up the soda and tosses $2 on the counter. Transaction complete. As he turns to leave, the corner of the candy bar slides out from his pant legs. The foil rustling on the tile. She looks up. Dude, are you boosting? Ralph Angel's caught off guard. Before he can think, the girl picks up the phone. Oh, no. It's all going wrong. No, no, no. In that split second, he makes a decision. You know what's best for you. You'll settle, settle your ass down. This ain't, no, this ain't a game. You ain't the hero. Open the goddamn register and give it to me. He places his hand on the gun on his waistband so she can see it. She takes her hands off the phone and stares at him. Bitch, 
right now, or I swear. He glares. She opens the register. He lunges forward, grabs the cash in one smooth move, then bolts. Stolen food shaking up and down against his leg, the cashier yelling after him. He pushes through the glass doors, eyes the plaza where Blue sits and decides. He runs in the opposite direction. Title card. Exterior Plaza Rios, hours later. Ralph Angel watches Blue from behind a brick wall of an adorning store. The boy has been crying, but his tears have dried now, along with crumbs from his churros. He lays on the bench, whispering to his Power Rangers act. It takes everything inside Ralph Angel not to scream at himself, at his situation. No one is more disappointed in him than him. He gathers himself up and walks to his boy. Hi, buddy. Hi, Pop. You did good. You did so good. I was disciplined. He hugs the boy tight. Me and Zach are ready to go. Yeah, let's go. Exterior Violet's house, St. Josephine, yeah, St. Josephine's Parish Day. Sweltering heat. Ralph Angel takes a sleeping blue out of his beat-up pickup truck. He carries the boy toward an immaculately kept cottage-style home. Vegetables grown here, flowers there, a large well-kept motorboat sits near a colorful swing set, an eclectic yard filled with life. And in the carport, Ralph Angel finds his aunt, Violet, spunky and stylish at 60, sitting on a water cooler and laughing up a storm. She wears cut-off denim shorts and looks damn good for her age. The younger man laughing with her certainly thinks so. He's Hollywood uh, Dizonier, 40, the rugged, resourceful type. They're having a good old time as Hollywood works on Violet's gleaming white 72 Chrysler Impala. They spot Ralph Angel making his way closer. What's up, Ralph Angel? Oh. Oh, oh sorry. Look at that baby. Ralph Angel gently pushes Blue to Violet. He knocked out around Route 13. Miss Most arrived. Anything? Said maybe they'd bring a new man in fall, but not now. Violet pats Ralph Angel on the arm with affection. I went pick I went picked up some money a friend owed me though. Take this little bit, Auntie. Take this. I owe I owe you this, okay? He hands her some folded bills. She looks fr- from him to Hollywood, who takes it all in with curiosity. No, Jen, you keep it. Or you know what? Give it to your daddy. He needs it more than me. Hollywood takes good care of me. Put that up. But for keeping blue and stuff. That boy at home. Don't fret that. Violet smiles at Hollywood. Then heads into the house. Hollywood turns back to the car engine. Thanks, man. Ain't nothing. When you hit the rig next? Time's up Tuesday. Trying to get one last weekend in, but she's keeping me busy. Day and night. Oh, man, I don't want to hear that. I'm just saying. Shoot, you need to go and get yourself a good woman. Make life sweeter. Everybody not like y'all. Ralph Angel heads inside. Interior Violet's house continuous. He enters to find Blue still napping with his head on Violet's lap. Ralph Angel sits next to her, down. It ain't easy what you're doing. Folks don't want to give you a second chance. I know. They don't believe you can do it. But you can. You can, Ralph Angel. You paid your debt. You did your time. Just stay the course, baby. 
do right so right they'll be done by you ralph angel nods and scene okay that was a good scene yeah so those several scenes was to show like kind of where he was like how desperate he was even though he kind of paid his debt and you see the choices that he made in trying to like provide but he still has his aunt violent violet who's mm-hmm. there to be a support system to him and blue like blue always knows and he always knows so much so that like the money he just stole the first thing he wants to do is give it to his aunt because he knows like she took care of him but she was just like i'm good like no right you no know, like i i have you like even though like at the end where she was like look people don't want to trust you but i know you can do this and i'm always mm-hmm. like, i'm gonna always have your back no matter what you know right and you'd be needing like people like that to speak life into you child so. okay so that's that's good she's a good character i like her yep yep and so real quick uh the next scene shows a different mom and i'm gonna go there real quick as we set it up because as we saw it takes time for me to get there hallelujah um so there's another character in the show called darla and that is blue's mother and she mm-hmm. um you know just ralph angel just came out he's taking care of his son and he's been away but blue's mother is not in the position to be the mother that she wants to be. And I think a lot of times in television, we're always portraying mothers as like perfect and always there and doing that. Most Mm -hmm. of the time they are, but there are some moms for whatever reason that can't provide for their child the way they want to. Um, And I think the scene kind of highlights that um, Darla is played by Bianca Larson, Lawson, who's been mm-hmm. in so many things. I mean, who still looks like she's 12 years old. Yeah, 12 probably. But like, I'm just like, what? Um, yeah. And she does an amazing job of like, of this. So this is a scene where she meets uh, Ralph Angel again. And he is now at a very vulnerable moment where he's finding out that his father has passed, is passing away, is very sick. And is more than likely about to about to pass away. So yes, I will be playing Ralph Angel, right? Is that what I said? Lord. I think you're Darla. Okay, I'll be Darla. Corey will be Ralph Angel. And Corey will be doing uh, uh directions this time. Which hopefully won't be a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exterior hospital parking lot night. Ralph Angel leaves the hospital. As he approaches his truck, he hears his name. And to his shock, there's Darla. They stand there for a beat, just looking at each other. She's nervous. He's taken completely off guard. I need to talk to you. Are you out of your mind? You won't call me back. Have you actually lost it? I need to talk to you, and you won't call me back. What am I supposed to do? I want to talk to Blue. He walks past her toward his truck. You have the right to be that way to me. You do, but please... My father's in there. He can't talk, can't move right, and you want to talk about you? No, I want to talk about Blue. She summons all her courage to challenge him. I I took a test for a job, a better job. The city is hiring. Oh, the city's hiring addicts now? There's a program, and if you finish it, you can apply for some city jobs. Why do I care? I did good. 
I applied for this good job at City Hall. It's in the new parking structure, taking money and giving tickets. The booth is before you drive in, so I get to work outside. It's fifteen seventy-five an hour full-time with city benefits. I don't care what you do. You called me that day. Thought. You thought wrong. Whatever you thought, you thought wrong, okay? I could start giving you money for him. Maybe I could start seeing him supervised. You could be there or somebody else. Oh, I could be there? I just mean... You think I'm weak right now and you can take advantage. I, I don't think that. He climbs in and slams the door of the truck and starts the ignition. I want to see him. I have a right. Wrong thing to say. He gets out of the truck. He walks up to her close, his face almost touching hers. From afar, they'd be mistaken for lovers, but the tears coming to her eyes tell a different story. You're forgetting things. All I can do is make amends and move forward. I'm not going to let you come in and then leave him again. I couldn't help it then, but I can now. You know what I see when I look at you? Stop. You know the picture in my head, right? Stop it. I think my life's bad. Then I think about yours. He gets in the truck and drives away from her. And scene. Woo! Woo! Chile. Yeah, that was so, 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 so deep. But yeah, I think... It was a very interesting portrayal because it was like two of them are very vulnerable. She, mm-hmm. you know, in a space in her life where she's getting over her addictions and she's trying to do the right thing the best that she can. And she's, she actually has been offered a win, right? She's, she's mm-hmm. on the path to that, but because of the decisions of her past, rightfully so, Ralph Angel does not trust her with their son. And she's fighting to be back in her son's life. And I think that's a portrayal of showing sort of the vulnerability of mothers who, you know, whether it's, I mean, this particular is is someone who's overcoming addiction and trying to be back in her son's life and still having to deal with the ramifications of that. And then of course the Mm. father who's coming out of jail, trying to change change his life and trying to deal with the ramifications of a society that's not, you know, willing to give another chance. And so they're both in a position where they need second chances for their son, you know? And that I think is like really profound how I think Ava took that on. And in motherhood, you know, a lot of people, you know, we assume that everyone has a good relationship with their mother or have stable relationships with her. They might be good, but they're not stable. And they're, you know, and they, Uh, oftentimes, at least in this situation, we see them trying to do the best that they can with what they have, with the circumstances and what they're battling through that. And I think it was very good to see her so vulnerable and like in the vulnerable position to still fight for her son the best way she knows, she knows how. And it felt very genuine. And it wasn't just like perfect mom saves the world superwoman does it all it's like no like people Mm -hmm. deal with real life issues and it's like really good to i think it's important to portray that so that people know that that first of all it's real but to see yourself and to see like that moment i feel like is super super smart and like super real and in a a real that like people don't a lot of people just don't really explore that not unscripted i don't think 
Facts. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Faux mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, we uh we went through some different different type of mamas, different yeah. layers of motherhood. Um, and uh, yeah, shout out to the moms or the mother yeah. figures. Yes. The ones who are trying to be moms, because some people aren't. Some people have kids, and they, they mm-hmm. don't care at all about it. So shout out to the ones who are trying yeah. to, to be a mother to somebody or a mother-like figure. So yeah. shout out to y'all. Y'all the best. Yes. We it's love y'all. For yes, real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are, those are our scripts. I don't know. That was really good timing, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us We're getting better with our timing. And uh, once again, we hope that y'all are staying safe out here, child. Because look, child, <laughs> it's, okay. just, it's just dragging on. Like, and um, I know, like they say, because I'm in Florida right now, and Florida's trying to reopen, and Georgia already reopened. So if you are in a state that is reopening, just be careful as I can say That's like you can be out and about and go to the little club or whatever because look I'm ready to go check a tail feather but yeah. um just be careful yes that's what I gotta say yeah be careful, y'all. and yeah if it you know Mother's Day is coming up like you know if you can hit up on you know hit up Amazon send her some really nice mm-hmm. you know or even do a little zoom FaceTime something sweet or whatever if you're yeah. living you know what I mean with them or whatever like just show some love and shout out to um like Corey said the moms the soon-to-be moms the new moms mm-hmm. the you know seasoned moms the you know mm-hmm. aunties the mother of figures in our life all of those like people who I've like stepped into that role and like really you know helped out and shout out to those maybe you've lost your mom and it's hard this I know that can be really hard too so love and light to y'all but um Mm -hmm. yeah all of that you know in a pandemic wash your hands and be safe (laughs) you know please yes just all of that. whatever you do for this mother's day just be safe with it okay You can do whatever you want to do, child, but you better be safe. That's all I got to say now. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so, wow. Oh, man. But, yeah, but that's that's it for Tinseltown Tea. Catch us on all yes. the things. Um, mm-hmm. Tea on Instagram. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Tinseltown yeah. Tea on Instagram. That's it. Mm-hmm. You can find us there. And, yeah, catch us next time. We'll probably give you resources. We'll probably be reading scripts. We'll probably be doing reviews. You never know. But it's all about going on this journey for script writing. So hope y'all enjoy yes. it. Bye now. See y'all next time. Bye.